G'day, Dick Licks. What's going on? It's Aiden Jones. You listen to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the seventh of September, twenty twenty-one. How are you? I'm. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been a weird day so far. I feel like I don't have any energy or uh, any kind of motivation to do anything. It is eleven thirty a.m. and I've just gotten around to turning the recorder on to do this podcast, and that is. You know, when you've like, I mean, we're in lockdown, so it's just like that, but you know, some days you're in bed. I think I I think I just said we're in lockdown just to, as a way to be like, don't worry, I'm not actually depressed, independent of any variables. It's this lockdown that's doing this to me. So don't worry, I'm going to be okay. Um, You know, one of those days when you're just in bed and you don't even, you just don't want to get out of bed. I was just like looking at my phone, you know, searching for something to take me away from the way that I feel and I didn't find it. So I eventually kicked the covers off. But anyway, that's not what I'm going to talk about this week, is it? I'm not going to talk about being sad. I'm not going to spiral. I'm going to pull myself out of this hole by talking about something that I care about that makes me happy. And this week, uh, I want to talk about the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones because I had a, uh, I did a, a podcast recording like a week and a half ago it's not going to be out until later this month um but it's uh these guys they do this podcast called 1001 songs that make you want to die (laughs) which is really funny isn't it and um the premise of the podcast is every week they interview someone about a song that makes them want to die which is really one step away from saying that you want to kill yourself It's actually really fucking dark. Like, what if every song makes me want to die? What happens then? Uh, um, the guys just hit me up because one of the dudes found my uh, stand-up clips on YouTube, which was pretty cool. And um, so, yeah, I uh, I jumped on their podcast. We recorded just on on Zoom the other night. And the song that I picked was uh, The Impression That I Get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And the reason that I picked it is, I mean, I was just trying to think of a song. I didn't want to go, my thought process was like, I don't want to go down the road of just some cliche song that everyone hates, you know, like Nickelback or whatever. Because I imagined that I would have to defend my hatred of it. And to pick something that everyone hates that I actually don't really care about is just like whatever. But I also don't want to pick a song that I genuinely hate. Actually, just because I couldn't think of a song that I hate. And I feel like a song that I hate... The one song that I could think of was uh, that song Seasons Change by... um, uh, What are they called? Future Islands. Only because the start of it sounds like Born Slippy, you know? Seasons change, not a bit, all about blah, 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 blue, that song. But the start sounds like. You know the song Born Slippy? If you don't know either of these songs, just ignore all of this because this sounds insane. But if you know one of them, then the other one sounds like that. If you know both of them, well, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you are my audience right now. You're who I'm really trying to speak to. 
But I didn't pick that song because, again, like I just, I actually had a um, incorrect idea of what I, what the podcast was going to be. I thought I was going to have to come with opinions, but what actually happens is the guys do their research about the song, and then one of them just kind of reads out a bunch of information about it, and uh, and all of us just kind of riffed on that, and it was really fun. It was great. They're funny dudes. Had a good time with them. <laughs> Sounds like the way that I was talking just then made me feel like I was reflecting on my experience on a date. <laughs> the funny guys, we had a good time, you know. I feel like uh, there might be a connection there, so you know, we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, I, I'm waiting by my phone. I'm waiting. I don't know about you guys, but I just I, f- I feel something good about this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the podcast and. I just had started thinking again about the boss tones because uh, I love the boss tones, man. And that song, the impression that I get, the reason that I chose it is because that's the song that everyone knows. If you listen to the boss tones or if you don't know anything about Scar, if you don't know anything about Scar, you probably still know that song if you were cognizant in the 90s because it was a huge song. Um, I've noticed in the last few weeks since I've been talking about music on the podcast, I'm doing a lot more singing and I don't know how I or anyone else feels about that. <laughs> no, I'll tell you how I feel about it. Uncomfortable. <laughs> and I don't know how anyone else feels about it, but I assume also uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, it's just, if anyone knows anything about, or if anyone doesn't know Scar and they don't know the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, they'll probably know that song. And the reason that I went in with to say that I hate it is because they are not that song. That was their most popular song, but they're a sick band. They've got a huge back catalog from before that. And after that, they, I, I've done more reading about them this week. So they were, I was into them. I mean, that song got me into them as well. My dad had the album, Let's Face It, which is from 1997. That was their big, I guess, breakthrough, but it was their biggest album. They've done like 10. And uh, that was their one, two, three, four, I want to say fifth album, fourth or fifth album. Um, You know, they were going since like the mid-80s. And then that was the one that hit. But then after that, they didn't continue on to more mainstream success. They just kind of ebbed away from that. And um, yeah, they just had one big album. That was it. But my dad had it. Because um, my dad was kind of into Scar, like Two-Tone, Madness. Um, I remember those were albums. He had, he had Two-Tone, he had Madness. Stop making sense. I can't remember any of it, but that was kind of like my dad's vibe. Bit of that and a bit of like punk. The Clash, that's kind of a precursor to Scar, whatever. That was a bit in my dad's wheelhouse. And and um, when I was growing up, you know, I just remember like Saturdays, Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, like mum and dad cleaning the house and there'd be music on and they'd let like me and my brother play computer games or just like do whatever there was nothing we didn't have to do anything um it was just a happy time you know i had a i think about this 
a while ago, I was talking to a friend. I was blowing up a soccer ball with the pump. And um, this is funny. I guess this just goes to show that I uh, don't think about why. It's interesting that I wouldn't like connect this emotion with the memory that I had. I was blowing up a soccer ball and I just commented on like, you know, when you spit and then put spit on the end of the little needle that goes into the ball before you blow it up. And that's just to make sure that it forms like a tight seal. I think that's why you do it. I don't know. My dad always used to do that. And I commented on, I was just like, oh yeah, I remember my dad always used to like spit on his hand and then like put that on the needle to put it into the ball. And I don't know why it's kind of weird, but I just associate that with like feeling good. It's just a nice memory. Just my dad like spitting on his fingers and then like pumping up the soccer ball. And I was reflecting on that and going, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Why is that a nice memory? And my mate was laughing at me going, man, the reason it's a nice memory is because after he finished, after your dad finished pumping up the soccer ball, you would play soccer with your dad. You fucking idiot. (laughs) I don't know why that's such a nice memory. Because that was a moment when you felt you were excited about connecting with your father. (laughs) A doy. Um, so much like that though, this album has memories of that kind of time of just like being a kid, having a family, being home and not having anything to do and just being able to relax and, you know, like play computer games, which was my thing that I would do to unwind. It made me feel good. It's happy memories, but I never knew what the album was. It was just one of the, you know, maybe half a dozen, a dozen albums that I um, remember my dad like having on kind of high rotation in those like weekend mornings and shit. And um, I feel like when I was a teenager, I just asked him like, what's that song? Who is that band? That song, the impression that I get. And they told me, and that must have been around the time when we had the internet, because I just went off. I took that and I went off and I was like, I wonder if they've got any other music. And I found, independent of, I don't even know if my dad had ever listened to all their other stuff, but I found like all their other music. And it was like a band that I was really into for a while. Question the Answers was a huge album. I forgot that that was the one. I always thought Pay Attention was the album that I really liked. But I found out in the last week doing my own research that Question the Answers is actually the one. Question the Answers fucking rocks. Scarcore, The Devil and More was good. Don't Know How to Party. Oh, that was a sick I Don't know how to party. Bow, ba-da, bow, ba-da, bow, bow, It's all good shit, though. Um, I loved it. And then... Um, I guess I drifted away from it. The moment I remember, it's very rare to know the exact moment when you stop liking something. But for me, it was uh, because I went all in on Scar after that. I started, um, I listened to, I listened to the Boss Tones and then I listened to like Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake and uh, the Voodoo Glow Skulls and this other band called MU330 because that was the music class that they were all in. Voodoo Glow Skulls had a song uh, it was just, would you hit a guy with glasses? I just hit a guy with glasses. <laughs> Talking about hitting a guy with glasses. 
<laughs> what a tune, man. People don't know. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, you couldn't do that anymore, mate. You could not. You'd get cancelled. <laughs> That's something about scars. Like, it, so, like it's so uncool. It's just an uncool genre. It's really not a genre that it's cool to like. And um, I'll tell you the thing that stopped me liking it first, and then I'll go back. I've got some thoughts on that about Scar being uncool. Um, the moment that I stopped liking it was there was this guy who I uh, worked with. He was a mate of mine, and then he got me a job at this pl- the workers' club in um, Fitzroy, and I was working there, and we used to I used to like – he was like a few years older than me and I guess I was like 22, 21, 22 and I kind of looked up to him and uh, I would after my shifts go and sit. The office is like this long, thin office at the workers club and uh, the chair that the manager sits at is right down the end. So I'm sitting, it's not even an office, it's really just like a kind of thin hallway but it stops at the end so that makes it a room rather than a hallway. It doesn't lead anywhere. And um, I'd be sitting at one end of the room where the door to the rest of the pub is and he'd be like two or three metres away down the other end of the room with his back turned to me at the computer Um, and I'd be waiting for my pay because I used to get paid in cash. And um, while I was sitting there and he was counting the money for the night, I would just chat to him, you know. That was like the time that we got to like chat or that I got to. I felt like that was the time that I got with him that I, I really liked this guy. And so I would just sit there and chat to him. And I remember once, I really respected his like taste in music. He was just a fucking cool dude. And I said, uh, I told him that I really love ska music. And he kind of scoffed at me and he was like, oh, taco, taco, taco. I was like, what? And he was like, ska music, dude. That's just white boys playing fast reggae. That was all it took. Those words, that's just white boys playing fast reggae popped my bubble of enthusiasm for Scar forever. It was never the same, man. I could never... It just... It's so derisive. Just white boys playing fast reggae. It's kind of like... That's just, you know... People trying to imitate this cool thing, but they are intrinsically within themselves not cool, so it comes out in this really lame way. White boys playing fast reggae. And, uh, yeah, it fucking hurts so much. And I had nothing. I had no comeback for it because I wasn't ready to be questioned and I wasn't, like, I guess, passionate enough or not passionate enough. I did love it. What is that? Why Why wasn't I able to defend the thing that I loved against this attack? Because he was just joking. He didn't want me to stop liking it. He wasn't being an asshole. He was just making fun of me for liking something that he thought was dumb. But I just couldn't take it. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, man, I guess it is. Just white boys playing fast reggae. And I just, you know, being a white boy was something that I just so knew I didn't want to be that. So I was like, fuck, I guess I don't want to let this guy know that I really love this music as much as I do. Because then he'll think that I'm not cool. <sighs> but... um. Watching, so uh, what was I going to say before? That Scar, that people people think Scar's not cool. That's like a, I mean, when was that, that he said that to me? That was 2012, 13. 
I mean, the peak of Scar was like, I guess Real Big Fish was in the 2000s. Scar, like the Boss Tones was like the 90s and then the 2000s was like a bit, you know, less than Jake. Streetlight Manifesto, that was another one that some mates put me onto. But it was never a genre that like, if you like hip hop, and I do, you'll get a lot of cred for that. But you say, I like hip hop. People are like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even know what I mean. What do I mean? Just the people who I thought was co- were cool when I was a young man, they thought that liking hip, hip, liking hip hop was like currency to those. But, you know, I could say I liked hip hop and they were like, yeah, sick. That's cool. And I could show them some of that music and they would like it. Even if that wasn't exactly the music that they were into, they were like, yeah, I respect this and this taste in music. But Scar was never like that. The people who I thought were really cool, none of them liked Scar. When I was in high school, some of them did. But when I when I got older, none of them did. And I, that's quite sad, isn't it? That speaks to my weak will as a person that I'm just going to let someone else dictate the music that I listen to. But, you know, that's, here we are. <laughs> um, and watching the Boss Tones videos this week, I so I watched um, this video, The Road to the Throwdown. So the Hometown Throwdown is this show that they put on every uh, year for five days, I think, in between Christmas and New Year in Boston at this club called the Middle East Club in Boston. And um, I remember watching it because they broke up in 2004 and got back together in 2007. They had like a bit of a hiatus. And in 2007, they came back with that run of shows because they'd done nine hometown throwdowns and they were like, we're going to come back and do a 10th and then maybe we'll do another album and whatever. And they've been together ever since then. They just released a new album the other week. Um, but I remember being like in 16, 2007, something like that. And watching these videos, the road to the throwdown videos and, um, you know, realizing that this band who I just like started to love and, and really connect with were active they were relevant right now they were doing stuff it was so exciting and these videos were kind of like behind the scenes things of them getting back together and preparing and you know learning their old songs again and fucking around and just having fun playing music but there was um something watching it because i watched it again this week and something that really struck me about it was dickie barrett the the singer the front man for the band saying that like and this is something that is kind of across all of Scar. Like plaid is like a big thing in Scar. And, you know, waistcoats and dressing like a, a – dressing weird. And the attitude that he had to it was just like, we're going to come and dress weird like this as a way to be like, fuck you, you know? Like I just look silly and that's what's up. And that's like a kind of an attitude that I think now – I'd really steer away from like I want you know the the whole idea of sincerity and sincerely trying to do something being the hardest thing that you can do to try and to just do something bad like to you know wear a waistcoat and stuff if you think it looks good that's great but if you think it looks silly and you're wearing it because it looks silly and you're being like haha look at us we all look like fucking idiots there's something about that that I don't like and uh, I'm going <laughs> to overreach <laughs> conceptually and say that maybe that 
is an attitude that's pervaded a lot of Scar, which makes it so uncool is because they're trying to be uncool. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about, to be honest. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I think Scar's really cool. And I actually don't think the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones have that attitude. They're quite a sincere band. There's um, pictures to prove it. I've just listened to again. And it's a song. It's like we've got pictures to prove it about how our relationship was great. And, you know, we fight now. We don't talk. But there was a time when we were in love. And if you ever forget or if you want to forget and deny it, you can't because I've got the pictures to prove it. It's really sweet. It's heartbreaking stuff. It's like here was a relationship that was really great for a time and then that went away and that sucks, but we've still got the memories there. It's kind of beautiful. Um, there's uh, I can't, The Day He Didn't Die. That's another song. The Day He Didn't Die. I think it's about one of their friends who maybe didn't die but has like kind of lapsed into a bad life and he's not around any of them anymore, but they all miss him. Or Toxic Toast, a song about um, a shitty like share house maybe or some sort of squat that they all used to hang out in and play music. I mean, there's just a lot of really nostalgic, like looking back songs. It's nice. Um, What else is I going to talk about? The Hometown Throwdown videos. When I watched them the first time, oh, there's one that's missing. There's uh, six videos, six parts, and part five is missing. And I, part five is the only bit that I remembered because there's a scene in it where this guy who, to my memory, is like a, a quite a small, baldy man, um, and he just seems quite angry. <laughs> and uh, they're interviewing on, him on the street outside the hometown throwdown, and he didn't get tickets. And he was saying like he tried to get tickets and his computer crashed and he was at work and he just like punched the computer screen or some shit. <laughs> he was like loading, waiting for it for ages and then he didn't get tickets and he was just like, <laughs> which I definitely connect with. And then they're interviewing him and he's waiting outside the concert and uh, then they like, it cuts and they get another cut to him evidently a bit later and he's like smiling he's so happy and he's like joe gittleman the bass fiddleman just came up to me and gave me a ticket for the show tonight and that's why they're the greatest band in the world man that's what he said that's why they're the greatest band in the world i remember watching that when i was a kid and just seeing how happy that guy was and feeling like this is something really special that these guys have created and the community around them that they're a part of like it just to have someone care that much about the music that you play, that's so fucking cool. Which is why Scar's not lame. <laughs> it's sick. Watching that again and seeing them that in the home in the Road to the Throwdown videos, they interview all these other bands from Boston in like the Scar scene and the punk scene about what the Boston tones mean to them. And they're effusive. They love them. They're like they, we always looked up to them so much. Their shows were so amazing. You know, it's one thing to be a good band and make good music, but another thing to be a live band and to have a really good live show. And the Boss Tones always had that. It was always an amazing live show. And I just, it was like, how do all these people in this video love the Boss Tones so much? And yet I am yet to meet anyone since high school, really, who fucking loves them. Where did all those people go? There was a video on YouTube that was like, I mean, I can't believe I even clicked on it. I fucking, ugh, they got me. But it was like top 10 music genres that went extinct. 
what a clickbaity title. And the first one was Scar. And I didn't even watch it after that because I was just like, this video sucks and I hate it. <laughs> but um, top 10 music genres that went extinct, Scar was the first one. And I was like, did Scar go extinct? And then I looked up a bunch of contemporary Scar music, like Scar music 2021 new or something. And there was like, you know, five example bands and I listened to a bunch of some of them and a couple were okay. The one from Melbourne was really bad. <laughs> I really, really hated it. It was uh, My Team Plays on a Friday was the name of the song and it, I hated it. I did not enjoy it. didn't sound good. It didn't draw me in, that music. Blech. So maybe Sky is dead, you know? Maybe it did go extinct. But it was so good. Like there in that video, that time, they obviously, it was a fucking real thing. People cared about it. Just no one around me cared about it. I met a guy... Um, this proved to me that I actually, uh, it made me feel really good because I, you know, I guess I've been talking a lot in the last few weeks about these music things that I like and a running theme for me is that a lot of it I didn't share with anyone. I just listened to it myself. That's a, <laughs> quite a heavy realization for me to have live on the podcast right there is that a lot of the things that I enjoy, I enjoy just me. It's just me. I enjoy them by myself. Maybe I should try and think of something that I enjoy with someone else and talk about that next week. You know what? That is a discussion for me to have with myself outside of the time that I'm recording this. Um, but, 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 yeah, I met a guy um, in Cairns who played in a ska band and it made me feel really good about the, the level of depth that I went into listening to ska music with because... Um, this guy had played in a ska band and he'd played with like the real big fish and less than Jake and a few others. And, uh, I just started like reeling off all the, you know, ska I was like voodoo glow skulls, MU three thirty streetlight manifesto. And he was like, Whoa, Whoa, what? Whoa. Like he was like really impressed. <laughs> that I knew all this stuff. Part of me wanted to be like, yeah, and I never fucking heard of you, mate. <laughs> oh God, imagine if I was that much of an asshole. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was kind of validating. But even that, you know, like in 10 years since that guy said that to me, it's just white boys playing fast reggae, that is like maybe the first person who I've met who really loved Scar and, like, went in on it. What does that say? Why? There's a community of Boss Tones people online. I looked into that. There was one thing that I thought was pretty funny because, like, the cool thing about them and what I got from the video and I guess what you get from the fact that they have kept releasing albums for, fuck, 20-plus years after their quote-unquote breakthrough in 1997, they've kept releasing albums because they just love it. And that's also a thing that I've been talking about on the podcast is doing a thing for the right reasons because you just love it. And when you can tell that someone's doing it for that reason, you really can't fuck with them. It's kind of cool. It's like if you're doing it for that and you know you are and you're right, there's no one can really take that away from you. Um, and I mean, you know, the fact that that guy said it's just white boys playing fast reggae, 
you know, I didn't want to tell anyone then that I listened to Scar, but that doesn't make me stop enjoying it. That's kind of cool. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Uh-uh. So they keep doing it. Yeah, the, there's like a part where, because um, Dickie Barrett goes on to be the announcer on Jimmy Kimmel's show. So he's like having some success. And as a band, they had a lot of success and made a lot of money. And then they split up. And he, he goes, you know, I there's a, a bit that I really connected to where he goes, you know, I just thought I'm 40 and if I don't look around now and take stock and kind of think of what I want in my life, I'll be 45 and then I'll be 50 and I don't really want to look around at 50. Or maybe I will, I don't know, but I feel like I won't want to. So he said, I took some time to figure out what I want and it took me about a year of trying a few different things before I realized I was born to be a boss tone. And that's so fucking cool, man. That like, you know, this is what I do. This is what I want to do. This is all I want. And uh, I took a year away to figure that out and I figured it out and now I'm back. What a fucking mission statement. Um, oh, I know there was something else that I was going to talk about. <sighs> I don't know. It was just great to watch that again. It was great to see it. It was great to remember that I loved it. All these people on, uh, oh, that's right. There was this thing on the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones fucking forum on Reddit where, because um, like there's a song on Let's Face It and it's called Let's Face It, the title song, and it's about racism. It's like, I, it's just like, you know, it's, it's surely it's time that we, I can't remember the lyrics of the song right now. I'm really drawing a blank at the moment and I'm failing and I just want to apologize to all you guys for that and thank you for sticking by me and helping me push through because as much as I'm providing you a distraction really you are helping me we support each other I said that in a weird voice because I mean it and it's uncomfortable to be sincere on the podcast <laughs> um there's a yeah there was like a, a so they did that song about racism and I guess that's something that they always try and talk about a little bit in the music but it doesn't really suit their tone I guess they're just this I mean if you're on stage wearing plaid and trying to look silly but then you're trying to talk about a serious thing it's like these two things don't really gel together you know like are you trying to be silly or are you trying to be serious um so yeah as a band the tone doesn't really match like having protest songs about racism but I guess that's the thing they care about. But anyway, there was some, like on their Reddit page, evidently they wrote a song about the George Floyd thing and it was pretty cringy and whatever. And uh, there were other like news reports like trying to cancel them and it's like, who are you cancelling? Like this band hasn't been around. A lot of the people on the Reddit were saying like this band hasn't been relevant for like 20 years and you're trying to cancel them? This is just at this point a bunch of old guys playing music that they love. And yeah, they wrote a song that was like whatever, but like who cares? And that is the power of doing something that you love and knowing that you're not doing it for any other reason, right? It's just like, yeah, these guys clearly aren't doing it for money. They didn't write that race song for money. They wrote it because they cared about it. And then all of the stuff that they're doing, they're just doing it because they just think that that's going to be good. And sometimes it's not good. And sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's fine and whatever. 
it was nice this week to listen to Scar again and to remember that I loved it. I know so many lyrics from all of these songs, man. It was like a huge period where I just fucking listened to it. And the story that I wanted to tell that I still, there's not a lot of things. <laughs> there's not a lot of things that like, I guess, regrets in life, you know, or just things that I missed out. Of. Like I thought I was going to, man, when I was 20 and I went to South America, I, uh, I, I was so naive about, you know, how easy or difficult it would be to do things in the world that I thought, it was genuinely a thing where I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just pop over to Boston from Bolivia and go to the hometown throwdown. I thought that that was like a, a possibility for me with the thousand dollars that I had, you know, insanity. Um, but I've never done that. I've never seen the Boston's live. I've never been to America or whatever. But those aren't things that like, you know, maybe I'll grow to regret that I never did those things. But there's not a lot of things where like something happens in your life. You make a decision and then whatever. And you look back and you go, no, I genuinely, I wish that that had gone differently. You know, normally you can take something from a mistake and and learn and go, there's a reason that I made that mistake. I didn't really lose that much. It's okay. But when I was 16, I reckon, there was a tour of The Real Big Fish, Less Than Jake, and Streetlight Manifesto, triple headlining tour. These three bands, all three of them could headline shows in their own right, and they toured together, and I got tickets. I saved up like my pocket money, and I got tickets to the show. I didn't have a job at that point, and I was so excited for weeks Heaps of people that I knew were going. It was going to be a big show. And before the show, um, my mate who got me into Streetlight Manifesto, who was, again, an older guy from school, great dude, really, like, looked up to him, was excited to hang out with him. He came around and he brought a bottle of vodka and we started drinking. And I'm trying to keep up drinking with this guy who's, like, 18 and I'm 16 and I could not keep up. And I got really drunk my parents came home. I was like vomiting on myself in the bathtub. I was so drunk. I remember at one point they put a barbecue on and they tried to give me like a bit of sausage to feed me to, you know, nothing was working. So my mom put me in the car, drove me into the city, hoping maybe that I would sober up, but I didn't sober up. So she dropped me at my dad's friend's house in the city. And then she took my ticket and she went to the show instead of me. And, um, I remember being at my dad's mate's place and calling my girlfriend at the time and crying and being like, my mom went to the show instead of me. Why did she do that to me? <laughs> and uh, then my mom picked me up after the show and was like, you know, taking me home and I was still drunk and just like angry. I was like, I fucking hate you. I hope you die. Screaming at her in the back of the car. And I remember when I got home, I got into bed and some friends like called me. The friend maybe that I was drinking with even, I think, called me and was just like, oh man, your mom fucking, she was rocking, she was killing it. And I was just so sad and embarrassed and ashamed. And I woke up the next morning and my mom had bought the tour shirt for that tour for those, for Streetlight Manifesto and she hung it on my fucking chair in my room. <laughs> that hurts so much man and uh and that i've never seen any of those three bands again and i was saying that to a friend the other day like real big fish and less than jake are two bands and i'm like yeah whatever but like streetlight manifesto they're so sick 
they're so good and I've never even had the opportunity to see them again. Uh, anyway, I don't really know what the point of all of this is, but Scar rocks and it's been nice to listen to it again. Um, and I don't know anyone still who likes it in my life. I made like a 40 second video making fun of myself for for liking it and that fucking thing that guy said to me it's on my instagram if you want to check that out aiden jones comedy on instagram um if you've liked this podcast i think this is the podcast for this week give us a review on itunes and follow the podcast sitting under podcast fucking maybe i'll put that video on do i want to put the video on the podcast thing no i don't need it it's already on my regular fucking instagram but anyway that's the pod for this week i hope you guys are doing good man there's been aiden jones Sitting under a tree. Peace.